1: People, uh, when they hear about homesteaders, you know, the people out there that are being self-sufficient, they're raising their own food as much as they possibly can, growing their own food, growing their own meat birds, their own uh, pigs, cows, lambs for meat. Um, They think they're weird. They do. And you know what? Here's the thing. Good. Okay. Fine. Fine just leave them alone. I love the homesteading community. Just absolutely adore everybody I have ever met in the homestead community. I have been so impressed with. They are so nice. They are so down to earth. And they're so willing to share everything about what they'll take all the information they know and just give it to you. That's how good they are. That's how good they of people they are. I'm going to be speaking at a big homesteading conference coming up in April in Asheville. And I am just as, as humbled as I can be to be invited to speak at this thing. Because I admire each and every one of those people. And you know what? There's going to come a time where everybody's going to wonder why they didn't get involved in this. There are several states right now that are debating bills. To Let me put this because they don't want to eliminate it, but they just want you to know about it, that there are companies out there that are planning on putting vaccinations in food. Yes, you heard me right. Vaccinations in your food. In Tennessee, a new Tennessee bill would make it a classy misdemeanor. To sell or distribute food containing vaccines without clearly labeling them as such. Wait a minute. A Class C misdemeanor? Is that what you're telling me? Yet, in some states, if you sell raw milk, it's a felony. If you sell, if, yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, in some states, if you don't sell food that is approved by the United States government... It's a felony. But yet, if you put a vaccine in a head of lettuce and you don't label it as such, well, Class C misdemeanor. Nothing to worry about there. Oh, my goodness. This bill adds to the list of prohibited acts constituting Class C misdemeanors the manufacture, sale, or delivery, holding, or offering for sale of a food that contains a vaccine or vaccine material unless... The food labeling contains a conspicuous notification of the presence of the vaccine or vaccine materials in the food. Now, here's the thing, though. That's supposed to be the FDA's job. My wife works with the FDA a lot. She does the labels for some uh, uh, nutritional supplements. And boy, I'll tell you what, the FDA is all about those labels, they got to know what font to this is no joke, what font to use, what size font to use, what the ingredients have to look like. It's just amazing the regulations that go along putting a label on food. But you're going to tell me that they're going to actually, in some cases, be able to get away without labeling your food as being vaccinated? Yes. Yes. Why is this just not forbidden? In Tennessee. It should be just forbidden in Tennessee. In Arizona, they've got a similar bill that requires disclosure of all products made for aquaculture, livestock, or poultry that received messenger ribonucleic acid mRNA vaccines and prohibits these products from being labeled as organic. It also forbids the Arizona Department of Agricultural Director or, state veterinarian from acquiring or administering an mRNA vaccine that has not received full approval from the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Notice what neither of those bills did. Neither of those bills outlawed using foods as vaccines. Neither of those did it. It just makes. Now, I had. I, So I had a boss. In some ways, he was the worst boss I ever had. In some ways, he was the best boss I ever had. Because when you worked for Jeff, one thing was for certain, you were going to make money. So our station used to have a big inflatable balloon that we would put up at events. So one day I'm out and the police pull up. And they ask me, do you have a permit for that balloon? And I was like, I didn't know I had to have a permit. So this, and I had a cell phone. I had an old bag phone. You remember the bag phones, the, the, the analog bag phones? So I called Jeff and I say, hey, Jeff, they they say I got to have a balloon. I got to have a permit for this balloon. And Jeff said, ask them how much the permit is. I said, excuse me, how much is the permit? $60 a day. Okay, Jeff, they say it's $60 a day. Now ask them how much the fine is. Okay. How much is the fine? $25 a day. <laughs> Jeff said, take the fine. Take the fine. That, that, that's it, There you go. So these people are going to be willing to take the Class C misdemeanor charge and still push this stuff on you. That, that, that's not going to deter them one little bit. Not one little bit. So it's coming. It's coming. There's going to be... Uh, they're going to get this MRNA crap in you any way they possibly can. Any way they can. Whether it's with a jab or whether it's with your food or whether it's with your meat. Yes, they're going to put it in the beef. They're going to put it in the pork. They're going to put it in the chicken. You already don't know. You already, oh, they can say organic all they want to. They can, and Do you know how many, do you know how specific, the, uh, the definition of organic is, yeah, me either. It's not very specific at all, not at all. And then when they say, no hormones, you, we don't know if any of that's true. We have no idea what is going on in our food supply. We really don't. And I believe it's in Pennsylvania where they actually said, we talked about this just a minute ago. They actually said that any food that is not approved by the federal government is illegal to sell. Good gracious. You know what that means? You know what that means? You can't go to Swamp Rabbit Cafe. They got a big pecan tree there. Big, pe- and I'll say it right a big pecan tree there. And it drops pecans. And you go down, you see one, pick it up, crack it open, and have yourself a little snack. That would be illegal. That would be illegal because it wasn't approved by the United States. FDA and the Department of Agriculture. Folks, we are not living in the country that we thought we were living in. Neither are we living in the state we thought we were living in. An update on S915. Coming up next, this is the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Well, we've got an update on Senate Bill 915. So, you know, uh, last year they split up DHEC, right? So they split up DHEC, and now they're, gonna, uh, they're putting the band back together. But this time it's going to be under one person. So they split up DHEC, and that was controlled by, you know, uh, a, a, a group of people, a, a commission. Now they're going to take it and consolidate it here in South Carolina under one person. The Executive Office of Health Policy would consist of the Department of Health Financing, that's new, the Department of Public Health, newly created after the split up of DHEC last year, the Department of Aging, the Department of Intellectual and Related Disabilities, that's new, that used to be the Department of Disabilities and Special Needs, and the Department of Behavioral Health, that was previously the Department of Mental Health. So they've done away with... No longer in existence or being merged into one of the, uh, th- those categories, the Department of Alcohol and Other Drug Abuse Services, the Department of Health and Human Services, and the Department of Mental Health. Now, this bill has got a lot of problems in it, a great deal of problems, because it effectively makes that director, and I know a lot of people, they don't like the term health czar, but that's exactly what they're going to be. They're going to be the health czar. They're going to operate At the pleasure of the governor, they can be fired by the governor for whatever reason, doesn't matter, but I just do not think this is a good bill. I think it is going to cause a lot more problems than it solves. South Carolina and this is according to Palmetto State Watch. South Carolina legislature legislators are in the process of bringing a Dr. Fauci to your state as well as fast as humanly possible. Didn't think the WHO and the CDC had any power in South Carolina? Think again. S915 and its sister bill in the House S4927 are moving quickly through the South Carolina General Assembly. While the contents of these bills are extremely dense, the agenda is quite simple. Consolidate the current health agencies under one unilateral power. Both S915 and H4927 were introduced this January and have been voted out of their committees with favorable reports. Now they could be voted on in the House's Senate as early as, well, very soon. In fact, S915 got voted on in the Senate and it passed 44 to 1. The new position would be called the Secretary of Health and Policy that would be appointed by the governor without, listen to this, listen to this for just a second. No qualification requirements. No qualification requirements for somebody with this much power. Now think how rife that that could be with corruption down the road. I'm not saying under Henry McMaster, but whomever the next governor could be. Just think about the power that that person would have. This position would be given the power over all health and safety measures in South Carolina. As, um, as conservative Truth states in their latest article, the secretary gets to play puppet master over the state health plan, regulations, and health policy. Along with many other powers that is gifted to this position there's not enough time in the world to break all that down the new secretary will also be able to determine the appropriate course of treatment for patients with complex or co-occurring diagnoses necessitating involvement of two or more component departments the powers that are that are being given to this new secretary are naturally built into the general assembly general assembly you know the people elected to represent your interest the new position would rip many of those powers away, including the General uh, Assembly's ability to directly fund county health boards. This proposed legislation will require the General Assembly to only allocate funds to the Executive Office of Health and Policy. So look w- what kind of a budget they're going to have now. So they're going to be able to decide. So the General Assembly right now, as it stands, they decide how much each county gets. What well, would this They just give the money to that department, and that department doles out funds. Think about that for a second. That doesn't seem quite right, does it? The new Executive Office of Health and Policy would be the sole power over the agencies that I talked about before. Every time I read about this, every time I look at this bill, it gets ickier and ickier. And I don't like it less and less to give. I mean, just think, because everybody always talked about, you know, when Hugh Leatherman was alive, God bless his soul. Um, this man had a great amount of power in the state of South Carolina. How he got that power, I have no idea. But he wore ha- Not a decision was made in South Carolina. In fact, in fact, do you remember when Henry McMaster got moved up to be um, governor and Nikki Haley. Trump got her out and sent her over to the U.N. Hugh Leatherman was supposed to be the, uh, the lieutenant governor. But, you know, that would have been a step down for Hugh Leatherman. So we had a bit of a constitutional crisis here in South Carolina. They did a little uh, finagling and, and got it all straightened out. But that's how much power this man had. That pales in comparison with how much power this new health czar is going to have here in South Carolina. And when I told you folks, and I've, I've told you and told you, that that WHO treaty, they were going to find some way to enact it here in the United States. This is what I was talking about. But there were so many people that were like, no, Charlie, it's going to be approved by 2000. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. If the WHO says something, the CDC jumps. The National Institute of Health, they jump. And I will guarantee you, dollars to donuts. Our health czar here in South Carolina is also going to jump. That's going to happen. Mark my words. The CarPro.com talk line, 800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, 713. 713- Zero seven. Charlie, this is the state infrastructure bank all over again, giving all the money to an entity that is answerable to no one. Uh, yep, you're exactly right. Charlie, all this crap was forecast by Ann Rand in 1957 in the book. Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, absolutely. All of this has been predicted. Orwell, 1984. Um, what was, uh, was uh, Aldous Huxley, A Brave New World. Ayn Rand, Agnes, Atlas Shrugged, all of this has been predicted. All you got to do is just take the logical or take what's happening now and take it out to its logical conclusion. Well, if you do that, you will come up with the answer of exactly what is happening. I mean, just take the immigration problem, for example. You keep letting more and more and more people into the United States illegally. What is going to happen eventually? What's happening right now? What we're seeing all over the place—it really is amazing. So, all right. Oh, by the way, I got an update on the uh, conference committee with um, the uh, concealed carry. Looks like we got Massey, Martin, and Hutto. Hutto is the Democrat. That is from the the uh, the Senate side. The Senate has announced their conferees for the uh, 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 Concealed Carry Conference Committee. Uh, I'm sorry, Constitutional Carry. So Massey, Martin, and Hutto are those. If these are your state senators, you need to contact them and tell them to pass the House version of this bill. And I mean contact them by the truckloads. We'll give you more information on that coming up. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Welcome back to the program. You will listen intensely the rest of the hour and the rest of the evening, and you will not deviate. You will stop everything that you're doing. You will listen to me. Welcome, 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 welcome. Charlie saw the gas went up 33 cents today. That's nice, isn't it? Well, one of the big problems that Americans are really catching on to, 60% of Americans have, I don't know, I have now sixty percent of Americans have now determined that we have a problem with illegal immigration in this country. I am shocked. I am shocked beyond all. Oh my gosh! Really? Just now, you're you're, you're deciding this. That's that's pretty amazing. Um, let's see. Uh, a majority of the public support, actually now supports building the wall. Now, I don't know why anybody was ever against this whole building the wall. I mean, I got a fence in my backyard. You know what I got a fence in my backyard? I don't want people going in my backyard. That's my backyard. That's my domain. Mine and Sophie's. But she's taking control of it. But I keep people out. We put up walls to keep people out, to keep people safe. We lock our doors at night to keep people safe. Some people lock their doors to keep people outside safe. Illegal immigration has taken center stage as a defining issue this presidential election. Other Malmuth polls uh, found this to be Biden's weakest policy era. Now, coming up on Thursday, both Joe Biden and Donald Trump are going to visit the border. One is going to visit the border in order to do something about it. The other is going to visit the border to get a photo op. That, of course, being Joe Biden, he'll have his new uh, Hoka sneakers on as he traips around the border. But, it, but even now, he's talking about doing something about the border, because this is an election year, and that's an election year issue. Now, do not be mistaken. Whatever he does about the border between now and November will be undone day one of his new administration. It will be undone, period. What Donald Trump does, it's going to stay that way throughout his entire administration and hopefully from now on. Because what we've got going on now in this country is a huge, massive problem. We get busloads of people every single day coming to the upstate. Whitehorse Road, you've seen that. You've seen the uh, 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 Alan Morgan and all of these representatives getting on this. You saw what happened when that Venezuelan national murdered that University of Georgia nursing student. And here's the thing, though. So what did the New York Times say about this? So the New York Times did a story. Or was it, I think it was the Associated Press. So the Associated Press, here's this guy. Illegal immigrant. Goes to New York. He gets arrested in New York. They don't hold him. They don't put him on detainer. They don't have immigrations and custom enforcement come and pick him up and deport him. No, no, no. They let him out in the streets. They let him out in the streets. And what does he do? He goes down to Georgia, both him and his brother. They go down to to Georgia in Athens and they... At least we know the brother had a job working in one of the kitchens there at the University of Georgia because he presented a fake green card. And this guy, Jose, what, Jose Barra, he murders this young college student. He murders her. And what does the Associated Press say? How, how did they frame it? Well, This is just another reason why women aren't safe while they're outside in nature. This is why women aren't safe. They didn't say hardly anything about this guy being an illegal immigrant. They start talking about the patriarchy. They start talking about how women aren't safe in society. The hell they're not. They are safe in society when you have a safe society. But you cannot have a safe society as long as these judges let the criminals out. So my wife came home today. She was out doing some running around before I went to the ophthalmologist. And she heard Tara talking. Apparently, my wife and Tara read a lot of the same types of books. And Tara had a great point, a great point. All of the rules that we have in society regarding men and women, like women shouldn't go out alone. Women should always have a male escort. This, that, the other thing. That was for one reason and one reason only. It wasn't because of the patriarchy. It wasn't because the patriarchy was trying to put the women down. And go back and listen to her. I mean, she's, I'm sure she's got this on one of her, uh, on on either uh uh, Battleground America or her show podcast. It's not because they were trying to keep women down. It's said we're trying to keep women safe. Trying to keep women safe. To keep stuff like this from happening. But then the whole women's liberation movement came along. And all of a sudden, women are out. And I'm not saying they shouldn't. They should be able to do this. But common sense says that we live in a dangerous world. Now, should you be able to pin $100 bills all over your clothes and walk through North Charleston? Should you be able to do that? Do you have the right to do that? Yes, you absolutely have the right to do that. Is it a wise thing to do? No, it is not a wise thing to do. Should you expect to be robbed? Yes. You should expect to be robbed. These things, these societal rules that we've come up with, they weren't to keep anybody down. They were to keep people safe. Because we've got bad people in this world. And then we've got this Democratic uh, congressman. Listen to what this lunatic says. Oh, my goodness. This absolutely turned my stomach when she said this. Here we go.
0: Well, I think when a horrible tragedy like, like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing um, with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness, and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy.
1: Wait a minute. What do you mean? One incident shouldn't shape it. Well, let's just go back and look at George Floyd. Look at what happened when George Floyd died, wasn't murdered, when George Floyd died from Fendel poisoning. How many, how many things did that change, according to the Democrats? So this woman's, what this woman is actually saying is this young nurse's life was not worth taking a really close look at our immigration policies. She's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. Newstalk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Talking about that uh, young lady that was murdered by the illegal alien from, uh, from Venezuela. And Trump was right. I mean, when I interviewed Trump, you can go back and listen to that interview uh, all over the place, social media, um, WORD.com, all of that, all those places. He said that these places, and he said this before, and boy, he got criticized and he got lambasted and he got, oh, it was, it was ugly. So he said, they're not sending our best. And, he, and he's absolutely right. They're emptying out their jails. They're sending them here to America. Did you know that in Venezuela, is it Venezuela? I think it's Venezuela. Their violent crime rate has actually gone down. You know why? You know why it's gone down? Here's what we're going to do. You have been found guilty of a violent crime here in Venezuela. We are going to give you two options now. You can go for the rest of your life in that prison right there in deplorable conditions, horrible food, hard labor, vi- people more violent than you. Or you can get your butt out of this country and go to the United States. You can take your chances there. So you decide right now what you want to do. You want to go to that prison? Look at the bolt on the walls. Yeah, you want to go there? Or do you want to go to the U.S.? Well, what do you think they pick? Of course they pick, I'm going to the U.S. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. So they make their way up from Venezuela here to the United States of America, and that's that's how we're getting all of these horrible illegal aliens coming to our country. It's happening, folks. Don't think it's not. Charlie, how many incidents does it take for them to consider charges? How many lives have to be taken? And I can't remember, maybe somebody remind me real quick, the young lady in San Francisco, remember, is a few years ago, she was killed by an illegal alien there on the pier in San Francisco by a man who had been deported 10 times, 10 times. And this was under the Obama administration. And this guy was let go. Do you remember that story? Surely you do. You have to. It made all of the papers. But now this is becoming a routine thing. Do you know how many angel moms I've spoken to? Do you know how many angel moms I've spoken to? Dozens and dozens. And they all have the same story. My child would still be alive today if we had tougher immigration policies, even Brian Kemp, governor of Georgia, says Joe Biden is responsible for this young lady's death. Talking about the UGA uh, uh, nursing student in Athens. And he's absolutely right. She is responsible for his death. I'm sorry, he is responsible for her death because of these immigration policies. There is no greater reason to shut our borders down and shut them down tight and do it immediately. It was, yep, it was Kate Steinle. Thank you very much, Kate Steinle. And Congress did not pass Kate's law. Remember that? Remember that? That was a hideous situation. And nothing has been done since then. And in fact, it's getting worse every single day. Illegal alien. I, they don't care. They come here they, because they, they know one thing. American prisons are going to treat them a heck of a lot better than Venezuelan prisons. Charlie, 32 year old Kate Steinley, July 1st, 2015. You're exactly right. Let's go to the most conservative black voice in all of South Carolina. The one and only J.R. is joining us. J.R., welcome to the program.
2: I appreciate it, Charlie. Listen, just I'm just going to hop on this train that, that's rolling with you. Uh, of course, Kate Steinle. It was a tragedy. Uh, this young lady in Georgia, a tragedy. But it's a situation that we like to blame it on George, solely on George Soros. Yeah. But there are gov- taxpayer funds that are going to NGOs sure. that sure, that man. are funding that are bringing these people. Uh, from all over the world, listen, if me and my wife were on the run, and you know hypothetically and, and, and it cost us ten thousand dollars a piece, I couldn't put my hands on twenty grand cash right. money to to escape us, and the average American if you if, if they were truthful, they can't put their hands on twenty or thirty grand yeah. to, to for an escape for a, a so-called alleged escape plan, but you know what we did it. In, I think I believe it was 54 with Eisenhower and Operation, if it offends people, I'm sorry, Operation Wetback. Yeah. And then people, what about all of the Europeans coming in through Ellis Island? We yeah. didn't let everybody in. Right. Listen, if you didn't have a job, if you didn't have a skill, if you didn't have a sponsor, you know, if you were sick. Yes. And if you were in poor health, brother, they put your tush on a boat. And sent you back. That's right. It's just it's, it's just that simple, you know. And, and you and they had to pay to come into this country. So you know, I don't I don't want. Listen, man, you get me riled up. I, Most <laughs> of these politicians, poli- get these give these politicians the boot, Charlie. Give them yep. that they need to get the boot because they're guilty of sin.
1: They sure are. They are responsible. You, Jr. Man. always a pleasure. We love yeah. you right back, pal. Even Dr. Phil was on the view. I'm surprised they even let this guy on the view the other day. Listen to what he said to Sonny Hostin.
0: Prime time, And for an
1: upcoming episode, my understanding is that you went to the southern border. Now, you're I saying did. that you're going to give people
2: facts. What did you take away from that experience, and what kind of reporting are you going to be bringing back from that experience?
0: I'll tell you a fact I took away. I talked to the head of all the border guards down there, the head of union. I asked him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Mm -hmm. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops? He said, it's not possible. It is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution all and switch up. Some children. Well, who knows? Okay. Uh, wait, first of all, why does
1: it matter, Sonny Hostin? Why doesn't it matter? Even if it's one child, it's a problem. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 989 W O R D, The Voice of the Carolinas.